Let all cats old enough to catch their own prey gather here beneath the podcast for a clan meeting. Welcome to Paws and Claws, a podcast where we read the Warrior Cats books in chronological order. I'm Scout, joined by my co-host and busiest bee, Jill, and today we will be reading and discussing The Prophecies Begin, Book 4, Rising Storm, and the first two volumes of the Tiger Star and Sasha manga, Into the Woods and Escape from the Forest. Into the Woods, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't resist. <laughs> oh, that really got me. I was just listening to Sondheim earlier today, so that really, that one really, you, you, you know your audience on I that do, one. I do. I do. Oh, uh, um, uh, hi, Jill. Hi, Scout. Calling me How out for been? being so goddamn busy. You're just so busy all the I'm time. So I feel busy. bad. I mean, it's like a good kind of busy. It's, like, it's a good kind of busy. It's yeah. all stuff I enjoy, but like, I'm also looking at myself like. When did this happen? How how <laughs> how did we go from nothing to like every single day there is something? I literally wrote a 5000 word fic in the past week. Damn. For this event that I'm helping to run, one of the writers like straight up ghosted and the artists had Love already that. finished their piece. And I'm like, "Well, I can write a piece for it." And they were like, Aww. "Really? You can you can, you can get it done by Christmas?" I was like, "Yeah, I can get it done by Christmas." <laughs> I can, in fact, get it done by December 3rd. I I was like, actually, you know what? If I focus, I can get it done before the event ends and no one has to know. You know, if you focus, you can really do anything that you put your mind to. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing what happens when the ADHD lets you hyper focus. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. You know, you take you take it as you as you gotta. Because it do sometimes be bad. It do sometimes be bad. But... I'm glad that you are busy in a positive way. That's always really nice when yeah. you're busy and it's like, I hate how busy I am. Uh, and like, I don't want to be doing the things that I'm busy with. That's the worst. Uh, yeah. Uh, how has the prey been running for you? The prey's been running all right. Uh, today we were bad and we ordered dinner. Hey, it's a Sunday. It is a Sunday. And I start a new job tomorrow. So we were like, you know what? Fuck it. That's the Lord's day of rest. <laughs> yeah. So we watched Catching Fire and had fried chicken. It was delicious. Hell yeah. What about you? Have you been eating anything good lately? I know we had a recent food holiday. Uh, I went to my aunt and uncle's for Thanksgiving. We had a lot of delicious food. Yes. My family for Thanksgiving, it's uh, because I have I have three brothers, but they are all much older than me and have uh, their own families with uh, two children per brother. Right. Uh, and they live far away. So generally, my mom and dad and I are on our own for Thanksgiving. Um, so we have started doing essentially an all sides giving, uh, which is when you do Thanksgiving, but instead of turkey because a turkey is a lot for three people you just make all the side dishes um can i come next year absolutely okay thank you (laughs) the side dishes are the best part to me anyways i agree I know. I think I like this is turkey. a very controversial. I like turkey, but I, yeah, I turkey is fine. The sides. Turkey is fine, but I will just eat an entire plate of stuffing and be oh, happy. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. Oh my gosh, my dad. He makes a stuffing with breakfast sausage and dried cranberries in it. 
Oh, hell yeah. Dude, it's so good. <laughs> hell yeah. Oh, I love it. So yummy. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, you love to have, and the cranberries, very thematic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also um, made some w- spaghetti and meatballs this week, and it was very delicious. <gasps> Literally two nights ago, dad made spaghetti and meatballs, and we had spaghetti and meatballs. So look at that. You know, look at us. Look at us. Wait, Friday night? You had spaghetti and meatballs? Friday Friday night we had spaghetti and oh meatballs. Oh my god, that's when we had our spaghetti and meatballs. Oh my god, Friday night spaghetti. <laughs> Incredible. Flat fuck Friday, but it's about <laughs> but it's spaghetti. About spaghetti. I don't know. Uh, f- <laughs> False fettuccine Friday. <gasps> False fettuccine Friday. <laughs> oh, I'm calling it I'm calling it that forever from now on. Why does false fettuccine sound like a fault like a false prophet? Mm, uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the title they're gonna give me in my cult. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, oh man, oh man. So I noticed you put uh, a lovely Polish cover in here. It's yeah, as as usual. Uh, it fucks so hard. Uh, the Polish cover for uh, Rising Storm is uh, at the very bottom is a small painting of Yellow Fang, uh, sort of walking through ash and flame, sort of coming towards us, and then looming over her is this huge, beautiful portrait of Tiger Claw with like the scars all over his face and he's got the little shittiest uh like cat smile with these squinting eyes and he looks so evil and cool and he's underlit by the fire that's at the bottom it's really good yeah i like it a lot of course you know we love all the polish covers I know every t- this every time I'm like okay, but the Polish cover for this one is <laughs> so, so good. good. Uh, it's so good, guys. Uh, let's see. Oh, I started playing uh the Wildwood demo. Oh yes, tell me about it. Uh, I did not get very far, but it seems like it is a lot more streamlined than uh original Cattails was. That's nice. That's yes. cool. <laughs> Because I feel like I remember when I was playing the original Cattails, the controls were a little janky sometimes. I remember struggling a lot with the fighting, which isn't that surprising because like the thing that I think it is most comparable to is Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. And that also took me like the whole first run that I ever did of Stardew Valley to really be able to to fight. Yeah. To, like, do combat, and even now, I've played hundreds of hours of Stardew Valley, and those goddamn dragons will still run into me when I'm in the caves. Yeah, no, uh, I did not get to any fighting quite yet, um, but I had to stop due to, uh, something else going on. I had to, like, do something else, and so I had to stop, but, uh, I (laughs) look forward to playing more. Uh, I've also been playing, and I think... This has been over the past couple weeks when we haven't recorded. I've been playing a lot of uh, Wingspan on Steam. Yes. Oh, I have to buy Wingspan so we can play Wingspan together. Oh, my God, together. I'm so excited about this. Oh, it's I love it. It's such a fun game. It's so good. I'm doing Just... like an asynchronous play online with people, too. So like, oh, that's sick. Every like day or so, I just make one move. So it's gonna take like <laughs> five years to finish. But <laughs> I love it's that. It's also oh yeah, very fun. Yeah, it's nice to just like check in with your birds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love wingspan. I gotta pick that up. We gotta play together. I love it. I have the physical version, but I've not gotten yet to play the physical version. So I'm just enjoying the the digital while I can. Coincidentally, uh, like in in basically the same 
time span that you've been getting into it online. My my uh, parents purchased it recently because they had heard about it from one of my brothers. And so then we've been playing it also. Um, the three of us just like grannies in in our dining room playing wingspan. Um, I love but that it's for so, you guys. It's so much fun. It's great. <laughs> it's a fun game. I definitely suggest folks uh, if you're into like first of all if you're into birds because like yeah birds because is is birds it's birds. Uh, but if you are into like playing a a strategy without necessarily needing to be affected by other people's yeah strategies. That's one, the, that's one of the things that's really <laughs> nice about the game is it's it's. It's a multiplayer game, but kind of solo strategy. Yeah, it's like solo strategy and you're all just kind of seeing who can get the most points rather than mm-hmm. like a game like Evolution, which I love, uh, where it is mostly solo strategy, but you are also trying to fuck everyone else over. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I really have been have been digging it a lot. It, Hell yeah. It's just all the good parts of my brain. Yeah, it's really fun in in that it's after the initial hurdle for like me of any board game of just learning the rules. It's pretty straightforward. Um, however, it can be apl- like all of the rules end up being applied in really different and interesting ways. Yeah. Um, so so every game feels unique. And there's lots of different strategies that you can kind of decide to hone in on. For instance, there's a lot of fun synergy you can get. into. Yes. Yes. One of my favorite strategies is when I use the entirety of the fourth round to lay eggs. Oh, Uh, God. At which point (laughs) I have so many eggs. uh, Each egg is worth a point. Yeah. Very smart. (laughs) Oh, but yeah, the synergy is what I really like because I've that's like one of the things I've been enjoying a lot about doing different Baldur's Gate builds is like finding makes the ga- synergy. Makes Brango Burr. Yeah, I love, it's like a puzzle. I love it. Yes, it is like a little puzzle. It makes me so happy. It's you know what so also makes me happy? Fucking Warrior Cats. Warrior Cats! <laughs> this was a good book to read. I agree. Uh, it was very Rising fun. Rising Storm was good to read. The manga was fine. Uh, we'll get it. We'll yeah, get we'll into get that. into that. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. Um, like it's, it's fine. fine. Um, but before we get into our in-depth discussion, I will paint us a word picture and take us through the summary. While ThunderClan recovers from the shock of Tigerclaw's betrayal, we briefly see across the Thunderpath into the heart of ShadowClan territory, devastated by prey sickness. Their overdrawn medicine cat, Running Nose, interprets an omen from StarClan while tending to a very ill Nightstar. He watches an owl blot out the starlight and realizes that his clan will soon achieve glory, but only after devastating sacrifice. Meanwhile, Fireheart struggles to adjust to life as ThunderClan's deputy. With his appointment to the position plagued by code violations and the confidence of his clan leader shaken deeply by his predecessor's treachery, he is faced with adversity from every angle. Bluestar, her spirit broken by recent events, refuses to fulfill her usual duties as leader, putting even more on the shoulders of Fireheart and her senior warriors. Her growing paranoia is exacerbated 
after a Wind Clan patrol prevents her from visiting the Moonstone for counsel with Star Clan. She coldly turns away two Shadow Clan warriors seeking asylum from their clan's diseased camp. But Cinderpaw, now Cinderpelt, treats them in secret near the edge of their territory, much to Fireheart's chagrin. As the new leaf sun beats down mercilessly on the forest, Fireheart must also contend with Cloudpaw, his headstrong nephew, who has begun sneaking off during his apprenticeship to receive food and affection from Two Legs. Fireheart tries to instill in him the same loyalty he himself feels to his forest home, but Cloudpaw expresses incredulity around the concepts of Star Clan and the Warrior Code. When the headstrong apprentice is captured and taken away by housefolk, his uncle fears he may have chosen the life of a kitty pet for good, but not long after his disappearance, our old friend Ravenpaw appears with news of Cloudpaw's whereabouts. Fireheart, along with Sandstorm, to whom he's been growing closer, set off on a rescue mission and break the apprentice out of housecat jail. While he still harbors his doubts about the ways of clan life, Cloudpaw asserts with certainty that ThunderClan is where he wishes to be and redoubles his training efforts upon his return. Not long after this, a ThunderClan patrol is attacked, resulting in the death of the warrior Running Wind. It appears at first that he was killed by one of the six ShadowClan warriors Cinderpelt was harboring, but in his pursuit, Fireheart discovers the true culprit, Tigerclaw and his rogues. Tigerclaw's cats are driven off when a passing RiverClan patrol, headed by Graystripe, comes to ThunderClan's aid. But the exile pledges to bring ruin upon Fireheart before he disappears into the undergrowth. Before Fireheart has had a chance to breathe and to process the confrontation with his foe, chaos sets in again. Lightning strikes the bone-dry forest and fire rages through ThunderClan's territory. The clan flees to the safety of the river, but in the chaos of the evacuation, Yellowfang is trapped in the burning camp as the storm finally breaks. Fireheart, accompanied by Graystripe, later returns to look for her once the rain extinguishes the flames. Though he is able to share parting words with his old friend, Yellowfang cannot recover from the smoke inhalation and ascends to Star Clan. Yellowfang's passing drives Blue Star even further toward her breaking point, and she denounces Star Clan, slipping into complete dereliction of her duties. Fireheart works with senior warrior Whitestorm to shield the clan from just how badly their leader is doing. They organize the rebuilding of ThunderClan's camp, rendered unrecognizable by the fire's devastation, and they choose the patrol for the gathering, which they attend despite the clan's disarray and Blue Star's refusal to participate. As Fireheart readies to address all the clans in his leader's stead, his thoughts are interrupted by the arrival of ShadowClan and the terrifying news they bring. Nightstar is dead, and his successor is Tigerclaw. In Tigerstar and Sasha, 
We follow the house cat Sasha's journey of self-discovery after her elderly owner is forced to leave her behind when he moves into a nursing home. Distraught and confused, she decides to venture into the forest and attempt life as a loner. There, she stumbles into meeting a forest cat named Tiger Star, who, while initially hostile, seems to take a liking to her, and begins visiting her nightly. The two argue over Sasha's past, with her defending her life as a kitty pet, while Tiger Star denies her words and says she must never speak of it if they are to be together. He brings Sasha to Shadow Clan to show her the ways of clan cats and eventually asks her to join. But when she overhears a conversation outlining the sinister side of himself that he hides from her, she refuses, leaving with his insults echoing in her mind. She is nothing. Determined to prove him wrong, but feeling utterly alone, Sasha travels back to Two Leg Place and, after making peace with the passing of her former owner, goes further afield, eventually stumbling into life as a ship cat on a rundown day cruise. Her presence is a good luck charm for the ship's captain, as she captivates the customers, drums up business, and even saves the ship from a pair of rowdy would-be arsonists. She helps rescue another young cat, whom the captain names Patch, and through these adventures, she proves to herself and to the Tiger Star in her memories that she can make a positive difference in the world. When winter sets in and the cruise shuts down for the season, Sasha decides to stay behind instead of going south with Patch and the captain. She's about to have kits conceived during her time with Tiger Star, and she wants them to be born and live in the place that feels like home. So with a last goodbye, she makes her way back to the forest. Oh boy. We got a lot to cover here. A lot happened today, mm -hmm. I will say. Thinking about how we cover both a devastating forest fire and a boat cruise in this episode. I know. I really wasn't expecting the boat cruise plot twist oh, of, yeah? <laughs> uh, of the Tiger Star and Sasha. I've never, I know nothing about the Tiger Star and Sasha Maga, but uh, Rising Storm is a very fun book. It's a good book. I, I think it's, it is a, a highlight of the original arc. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like, it is setting the stage for the last two books so perfectly because we get the start of blue stars like we are seeing blue stars descent yeah um we are seeing the sort of tensions rising between the clans we are seeing like the fucking devastation that is about to happen is is nicely foreshadowed here mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and there's mm -hmm. just like it just feels like it is setting up everything very very perfectly and on top of all this, you have poor fucking Fireheart, who is like hot off the heels of losing his best friend. And now he has to basically be the leader of the of fucking Thunder Clan. Literally, like, he has no clue what he's doing. 
I had forgotten just how bad it was immediately. 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 Blue Star's like, yeah, whatever. You pick all the patrols. Yeah, sure. You can pick the the mentors for these kids. And he's like, girl, you named me, you named me leader like or you named me deputy like two nights Minutes ago. Minutes ago. <laughs> I do not know what I am doing. And uh, I, this is a little later in my notes, but I'll talk about it right here. Um, is like, I guess, you know... I, I kind of we we spoke about this a little bit when we were reading Blue Star's prophecy, but like Blue Star just straight up refusing to do anything when she's experiencing heavy grief or emotion does seem to be consistent with her character. And I had kind yeah. of forgotten just how similar to her like childhood gloominess yeah. uh, in Blue Star's prophecy this era of her life was. And like I can understand and sympathize with it, but it is so frustrating to to read and experience. And I think that's good character work because it's yeah. good to be frustrated by a fictional character. Yeah. But, oh my God, throw my poor guy Fireheart a bone. He is trying so hard. Yeah. Uh, big shout outs to White Storm, though. He's the goat. White Storm King! <laughs> king shit! He is, he is so, like, he, he, he I'm not going to say non-judgmental because a little bit, but... Like, he's so gentle about it. And he's like, here, fire, Fireheart, let me, like, don't you think this would be a good idea? And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And he just, like, kind of gives him that, that jump start he needs. He gives him a little push, yeah. And I think that's, it's such a good example of his character because, like, Whitestorm probably should have been the one that was named deputy. Oh, easily. Uh, Fireheart should not have been named deputy at this point. Uh, Fireheart hasn't even had a full apprenticeship yet because Cinderpaw was uh, injured, was wounded. And so she had to switch to medicine cat duties. And Cloudpaw is still a very young apprentice at this point. So, yeah. So Whitestorm, like, could act very bitter or frustrated or exasperated with the fact that he was sort of overlooked because Blue Star is in her feelings and decided that, uh, this orange boy is the only cat that she can trust. Yeah. Uh, but he he handles it really well, and he so truly is like a father figure for it's, Fireheart. He is, and it's so important to me. Yeah, I I really liked White Storm's presence. It feels like he he definitely had a, a much stronger presence in this book than yeah his his role as the like wise figure is like some of my favorite stuff in. The prophecies begin. I agree. I would like to talk about Cloudpaw. Let's talk about Cloudpaw. I I can see both sides with Cloudpaw. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because I have been a teacher to teenagers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they just do stupid shit to do stupid <laughs> shit. Like, I commend Fireheart for keeping his cool that long. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like, a lot of Cloudpaw's stuff is like, well, I, you know, I just don't get that part of the code. And, like, I get that. But for things that aren't part of the code, like, literally listening to your mentor when he's trying to tell you, hey, this is how you're supposed to hunt, like, war flashbacks. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I'm Cloudpaw, like, boy, definitely. if you don't... <laughs> Knock some sense into him myself. Like, god damn. 
Yeah, he does definitely have problem student energy oh, in yes. some situations. And that and that's the thing too, is because all the other apprentices love him. Yes, they do. <laughs> and they're all like, oh, but we like Cloud Paw. And I'm like, Cloud Paw's so annoying. <laughs> I think I come I think I I definitely shared that thought when I originally was reading, and I do agree that he has his annoying moments. But oh, yeah. I still come, I don't I don't I think s- he's like fully annoying. I'm just like, guys. <laughs> yeah, no. I come off very soft on Cloudpaw at this point in my life because a lot of the stuff he says, he's like not going about it correctly, uh, or correctly is like in air quotes. He's not going about it in a particularly mature way. He's going about it in or like an per- I am a child way. Yeah, or in a particularly like effective way. Like yes. he's he's got the spirit, but he does not know how to execute. Uh huh. Because he definitely has some things like I think the line I like my life the way it is and I'm not going to change it just to make you feel better is a great line in general. Uh, Maybe in this exact application of like, I'm going to go take food from humans and you just got to be okay with it. Not really like hitting in in the way that like it is an as an isolated sentence is hitting right uh but i also feel like there's a lot of fireheart misreading cloudpaw's like disobedience Mm -hmm. i feel like cloudpaw is in many situations he really is trying hard and there are moments when he is like on fireheart's ass about something but I think that I think that because he is frustrating sometimes, Fireheart starts to get in that mode of being frustrated all the time. Mm-hmm. And especially once he comes back to the clan, uh, I feel like Fireheart is so uh, like still hard and suspicious on him. And I'm like, he's really I can see he's really trying. I'm just one of me. I'm Scout. I'm one of the elders. I'm like, mm-hmm. he's my boy. That's my boy. He's doing his best. No, that's so true, because like the elders and the apprentices love Cloudpaw. All they of the warriors so are like, much. oh my god, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't reached. Uh, I haven't reached my elder era yet. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think you I think you also make a really good point of you having the background of having taught teenagers, which is uh, just you have you got those war flashbacks yeah. going on. <laughs> I do. Uh, and he is like teenager age. Mm hmm. Big teenager in this one. Huge, huge teenager energy. Uh, also, speaking of the elders. <laughs> I- There's a more coherent <laughs> version of the elders' concern in this book. The, the I, you know what? I feel like we fucked up, and we should issue a statement before episode two goes out. <laughs> Don't read the elders' concern; it's a waste of your time. <laughs> it may be three paragraphs, but it is a waste of your time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe how. It's just in this book. It's just here. Yeah. It's so funny. And it's so much more like in softer character. in character and a little bit softer on Fireheart too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a lot. It, they come a lot more. They come a lot harder down on Blue Star, like Blue Star, because Blue Star is the one who waited the too decision. long to, yeah, exactly. to do the thing and made the decision to, to do Fireheart. 
mm-hmm. to to appoint Fireheart as as deputy. But yeah, I just when I started reading and that was like within moments of beginning the book, I was like, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. Yeah, it's like the same scenario. It's too. the exact same conversation. It's so funny. It truly. Oh, my God. Uh, it did make it did make for for some comedy, though. Yes, that is true. I want to go back to CloudPod just for one moment. Um, yeah, of because course. the other the other thing I wanted to say was how fascinating I find it that Fireheart is just not making the right arguments with CloudPod in a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes both ways that they just are like missing connections when they're when they're essentially like really they should be on the same page with a lot of this stuff. Yeah, because I um, think part of part of Fireheart's problem with addressing the situation was, well, that's the rule. And so that's why you have to follow it rather than exactly. Like, OK, this is why the rule is the way it is. Like, yeah, think about the elders. You wouldn't want the elders that you like so much to go hungry because you ate while you were on patrol or you left the food you caught out in the woods. So, right. Yeah. It's about community rather than yourself. Yeah, he doesn't he does not play. He plays so much into like this is what the code is and this is what the rules are. Um, instead of appealing to what Cloudpaw really cares about, which is the other cats around him. Um, and and I think that's a very real and very human mm-hmm. uh, situation when like talking to anybody, but especially I think when trying to communicate with younger people and you are like seen as an authority figure mm-hmm. to them or a parental figure to them, because it can be really hard to parse and express those complex like concepts yeah and the Um, nuance of rules and like why certain rules may be unfair but we have to follow them anyway like that kind of stuff yeah uh so i think that i i think it's all very like it feels very real uh and is is cool to see but it's so it's so interesting that that with like so many other cats fireheart is really good at this Mm -hmm. um but with cloudpaw specifically he just really fumbles the bag a couple of times um, yeah. I say that he fu- affectionately. He fumbles a little bit in this uh, in this book, I will say. Uh, yeah, he also fumbles <laughs> with Sandstorm at one point. Yeah, he I whiffed that bad. He whiffed, but she luckily is uh, smitten and mm-hmm. gets the fact that he is going through a lot. Yeah, uh, to be fair to him, he's, he's going through yeah. it. <laughs> Sandstorm, I feel like, has... Just like such a good head on her shoulders because she's like, no, I love her. She calls him out. She's like, you cannot fucking speak to me like that. And then she's immediately like, but I get it. I know why you spoke to me like that. Just don't fucking Mm -hmm. do it again. Yeah. (laughs) Queen. Queen shit. I'm so glad we get more Sandstorm in this book. She, ugh. She she was always a favorite of mine when I was young, and oh, she yeah. continues to be a favorite of mine. Honestly, she like over the course of the series, she does not get as much time or attention mm-hmm. in the narrative as I wish she did. Like justice for Sandstorm, I feel like she gets left by the wayside when it comes to sort of this OG trio quadrio yeah. uh, qu- quartet, I guess quadrio yeah. is the word. <laughs> Uh, but including Ravenpaw, I just love her. I think she's great. I do too. I I really enjoy her. She's such a fun character, and she's so cute. <laughs> she's so cute. Speaking of Ravenpaw, Ravenpaw alert! We get a Ravenpaw. Ravenpaw alert! Woo! Woo! I love my I boy love it when he shows up. 
my little gay son. <laughs> there he is. I don't really have anything to say about his his role in this, except that I just love him. He's my boy. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's so good. He's just a good boy. Uh, another cat I would like to talk about. Fire. This this book is a lot of just like Fireheart's relationships and how they are affected by his stress. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, because I would love to talk about Bramble Kit. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know how many of our listeners are partaking TikTok, but the way <laughs> Fireheart and Bramble Kit interacted every single time was that fucking audio of like, Yo, why is he looking at me like that? What's up, little bud? You got a staring problem, pal? Like what, dude? He's just looking at you. He's a baby. He's just Look at his face. Dumb little face. <laughs> He's thinking that this literal infant is planning his death. It's so it's much. so funny. The paranoia is like, it's kind of comedic at this point. Because it's like, that's a child. I know. I think the thing that makes this even funnier, or maybe worse, or I, both, I don't know. It, it confuses it so much for me because, like... Reading this previously, I've always been like, Fireheart is acting like such a doofus about this child. It's a child. Mm -hmm. uh, but then we did have fucking Broken Tail born with evil in his eyes. Yeah. And I mean, we did in also have, have, hey, Pinestar, go kill your literal <laughs> Pinestar, go kill your son. Uh, so the unfortunate, the unfortunate truth is that his, he's kind of like having his head on the swivel isn't the worst idea. Um in, in, in Kit, the in the lore of in the, the world. warriors yeah, in the lore of warriors universe not. it's kind of it's kind of coherent with the with like the story and the way that the world works which is yeah so much to grapple with uh but he's just a boy he's just a he's just a baby although i really did like that that fireheart is the one who saves him from the fire. I think that's a really nice bit of catharsis yeah. for Fireheart. Although, as we'll see, he's not done with Bramble Kit. With fearing the child. Yeah. You guys will be, you guys will find out. Oh boy. I will touch on, I'm, I'm even, I'm hesitant to bring it up, but I'm going to touch on Fireheart and Spotted Leaf just for a moment. Yeah. It's just so it's just so weird. There's a lot of stuff in this book with Fireheart, like dreaming about Spotted Leaf and thinking about Spotted Leaf. It's a complete 180 is the thing. It, the thing that's so frustrating to me is how much it just feels like a plot contrivance mm -hmm. versus any actual emotional connection. Like it's not even, I'm not even coming out at front. It's it's so like out of place and and bizarre and, and like doesn't fit in with the rest of what we've seen. That it's not even, I'm not even like, it's weird because he was a kid when he knew her or whatever. Because also we had a whole, we have a whole, <laughs> a whole episode about that. Yeah. Um, and like, it's, a, it's just weird that like, he doesn't let it go. And this continues to go on for longer and longer. And so every time I read back through the series, it just drives me a little more batty, I think. Yeah, because, you know, after Spotted Lee first died, she's very much like those dreams are definitely more of like. Fireheart getting these prophetic messages. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's an element of that to the dreams in this book, but then there's that, they just fucking shoehorn in like him talking about having a crush on her and being like, oh, well, maybe actually I like Sandstorm. And it's like, yeah, the whole thing where he's like, can I, do I, what if I actually like Sandstorm and not Spotted Leaf? It's like, when did you like, like Spotted, Spotted Leaf? Leaf? And like, 
in like a significant way. And also she's dead. My guy. Yeah, like she's been dead. You knew her she for two been months. She's dead. Claw, Claw face killed her and then also died for it, despite what Tiger Claw's fury would have you say. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Uh, it, it just, it's, I don't know. I guess I don't, I don't have anything more like interesting to say about it or uh, smart to say about it. It's just, yeah. It makes the books worse to yeah. me. Um, just because it doesn't feel earned or necessary in any way. Yeah. All right. Is it time? I don't want to. I know. I don't want to talk about it. Guys, I'm so <laughs> sad. Yellow Fang. Yellow Fang dies in this book, and it's really, really well written, but it's also fucking depressing as hell. It's so sad. Because... I don't want her to be gone. Exactly. Well, and so the fire happens and Fireheart has this crisis because he's like, oh my gosh, is Yellowfang going to hate me because I saved Bramblekit instead of her? And so he's like regretting his decision. He's like, I should have got, I should have saved Yellowfang. And he's like worried about her. And he finds her like as she's about to die and on her deathbed. She's like literally confessing everything that he overheard in the last book. And it's just, it's like, oh my God, he's like the one she trusts and she cares about him so much. And I would love for you to read off these quotes because they're just so good. Yeah, Uh, she had two, she had a lot of banger quotes, but these two really stuck out to me. Uh, The first is, Don't waste your time. I'm going to die whatever you do, but I'm not afraid. Yo, I want to go out like that. Yeah. Uh, And the second one is, I wish you had been my son, but Starkland gave me Broken Tail to teach me a lesson. Ah! She even, doesn't even she say something like, I wish you'd been my son, but I could not have born a cat like you. Starkland gave me Broken Tail to teach me a lesson. And it's like, oh my God. Oh, I, I think mine that might have been there for mine, but I just hadn't uh, marked it down specifically. Uh, but yeah, ugh, I could not have born a cat like you. That is hurts. She, yeah. Like even at her death, she's like, look, I know I was not a perfect person. Like I could not have raised or created someone as good as you. And it's like, girl, no, it's not true. Please. You're please, the best of us all. You're the best of us. You got dealt such a shitty hand. It was never your fault. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm just sad about it. I don't even have, I don't have any other things to say about it. I'm just sad. It's just sad, guys. It just, it's it so breaks my sad. heart. She deserved everything and I love her so much. Yeah. I, I'm glad that in her last months, she got to experience what had to be some of like the, the most best. the purest and most joyous moons of her life with Fireheart and with Cinderpelt. Yeah, and Blue Star. Like and she, Blue Star. She finally like she got to spend the last months of her life in a clan that like truly valued her and exactly. with people who like did not give a shit about her past. Um, and that's so important yeah. to me, and it, it, to her. Yeah, and it makes me kind of think about, like, too, because, like, she was pretty, she was decently old, I think. Yeah. Not, like, so old she was about to be an elder, but, like, you know, she was getting up there. And it just makes me think of, like, 
you know, I've known a couple people who have like adopted senior cats just to give them like those last couple months or years in a home where they are loved and taken care of. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, Yellowfang got that and she deserved it. Yeah. Uh, The the wiki says she was eight and a quarter years old. Okay. Um, Upon death. Which for a warrior cat is getting up there. For a warrior cat, that's pretty damn old. For a regular cat, eh, it's getting up there, but not quite. For a regular cat, it's middle-aged. For a warrior cat, it's about right. Uh, I love her. I miss her. She's in Star Clan, but I miss her. Mm-hmm. Speaking of her dying and Blue Star, we get some more evidence for Old Lady Yuri. I am fully Old Lady Yuri pilled now uh, because Blue Star straight up denouncing Star Clan immediately after seeing Yellow Fang's dead body and like wailing. Yeah, and like this is her last straw. This is her last straw is is this dead can can she has a line that's that's like, how could Star Clan allow this to happen? Uh, Yeah, I don't think I wrote it down. Because like, you know, Blue Star had already been like questioning her faith this book. Totally. Uh, But like this was it. This was like the last. This was the thing that made her say, I walk alone my dreams are my own now uh yeah. which also fucking fire good line Damn. yeah it was so good uh yeah how could star clan do this have they no pity i will never go to the moonstone again from now on my dreams are my own star clan has declared war on my clan and i shall never forgive them go off queen yeah. you know what queen shit you know what blue star was right Blue Star was right. She has dementia, <laughs> but she's also right. She, um, like, yeah, you guys have been getting a shitty deal. Mm-hmm. They continue to get a shitty deal. I'm so mad about this all the time. Star Clan, I'm so disillusioned with Star Clan. Yeah, I'm over their bullshit. I'm so over Star Clan, guys. Uh, but yeah, we we talked eons ago in the Goose Feather episode, and I think also just throughout our conversations about goose feather and goose feathers deterioration how uh we end up seeing we're seeing now how that begins to be mirrored with blue star we will see it even more coming up in dangerous path but uh i am very into uh the the sort of theory that this is partly genetic it is it, the whole thing. She is going through the horrors, but also I think there is a genetic predisposition yes. that is making it more horror exactly. for her. Because like it, it, it sometimes really is. seeming to be lost in her own body. Sometimes um, the paranoia, the cynicism. She'll have like good days. Yeah, then- she has moments of clarity, and she has days when when she. Is it in the beginning? Is it in the top of, at the top of this book when she literally says, "Could you or Graystripe be yes. the mentor to Cloudpaw?" Um, Not to Cloudpaw, to Ashpaw or Fernpaw. Yes, that's right, to Ashpaw or Fernpaw. Uh, when Fireheart already has an apprentice in Cloudpaw, and Graystripe straight up does not live in the clan anymore. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's. I I I don't know if the Aarons were writing with sort of that in mind, um, but I choose to add it to my personal readings. Yeah. 
here uh, because I just think it adds a little extra richness to Blue Star's character. I agree. And and to the world in general, in a way. I, while we're in the Blue Star corner, uh, I will bring up a very specific, very personal gripe. <laughs> when I was little, uh, I shipped Blue Star and White Storm during the Prophecies Begin. And I'm just still a little bitter that they decided he's her nephew so that so that I can't do this anymore <laughs> because she cares so much for him and he cares so much for her. And like, come on, guys, why did you why did you have to do me dirty like this? It's right. fine. It's... I think I think their relationship as nephew and aunt is also very good. Yeah, especially um, because she like basically like fostered him, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, but but when I was little, without context of the stuff that was written after the prophecies begin, since prophecies begin was first, uh, that was my that was my thing that I was like, oh, she loves him like romantically. Um, and I think <laughs> loving loving him familially is also really good. Uh, but it just always makes me laugh to think about. Uh, so I wanted to bring that I up. I love that. <laughs> Only other thing I have to say about this book is uh, what I messaged you earlier. Cliffhanger fucking ruled. They I knew, fucking I knew, it, I knew it was coming and I was still like waiting for it. I was like, oh yeah, baby, here we go. He's a, He it's, was like, I'm going to warn everybody about Tiger Claw and then who the fuck shows up? Motherfucking Tiger Claw. Claw. Motherfucking oh, Tiger so Claw. Good. Oh, it's such a good end of the book. I remember, I remember... You know, young young scout, historical scout, uh, reading this and uh, like losing my shit because you're you know nine years old, ten years old, whatever. You're reading this, you don't think that this is what's about to happen. Oh, to oh to be to be that child again and to not know <laughs> that Tiger Star is on his way. I know. <laughs> uh, I wish I could but, remember my thoughts when I first read that because i know i was probably like freaking the fuck out yeah i can't remember the specifics but i do have like a distinct memory of reading that and being like what <laughs> like go like full on like no way i know oh it's so it's so good uh oh it's so fun uh <sighs> speaking speaking of tiger claw now tiger star all right let's do this let's do this I'm going to start off by saying I never really cared for this manga when I was younger, and I mm -hmm. still don't care for it now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get wanting to show the background of a character who is affected very deeply by a major antagonist and who gives birth to two cats who later become very, very important players in the books. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just don't. It doesn't do anything for me. Like the amount that happens in these two books could have easily been in one to me. Like yeah. I don't feel like there's enough plot to make it worthwhile to be sharing. Like I don't feel like enough happens that makes Sasha deserve a book, which is kind of a harsh thing to say. But like I, I don't feel like her story is interesting enough. Yeah. I think um, the thing that that it really suffers uh, with for me is 
it would be so it I think it's a great concept because the idea of seeing a substantial and interesting alternate view of Tiger Star is very cool. But this is just so flat. There's not a yeah. lot actually expressed between him and Sasha. There's not a lot uh, that he says to explain or express his feelings to her. Yeah. Um, like. He even has a a couple of attempts at like coercion with her, and even those are pitiful in comparison to the His manipulation presence. that we see him do in the book, in, in like the other books. Nothing that he does in here makes me feel like I would fall in love with him. No, and so and the only thing that does is like completely glossed over because there's like one panel where she's like, and then one night he takes me when the sky is clear. He tells me about Starclay, and I'm like. Show me that conversation. Show me what he says about Starclan that makes you so enamored. But instead, yeah. you just get like one line and a panel. And I'm like, this is not convincing me of any romance. The The romance feels very, very... Uh, and extremely thin. Like, it's very much she sees him and she's immediately like enamored with him and she can't stop thinking about him. And... I think if they had had an impactful first meeting, uh, that that would work. Like, I really, I feel for Sasha from the standpoint of being a character because I think she's really suffering from poor character writing. Yeah. More than, like, she is a character, she as a character herself is frustrating. Right. Which is really um, surprising to me considering that uh, we've had some writing by, this is Dan Jolly again, and we've, the, right. the manga that we've read by Dan Jolly, uh, like, leading up to this, we've had some that we really, that really resonated with us and yeah. we really enjoyed. So, I mean, I would assume this is probably an earlier one. This was released in 2008, mm -hmm. um, which I feel like it's might be the second one after uh, Scourge that was like actually published, but I can't remember. Uh, Scourge was also 2008. Ah. So still love and respect you, Dan Jolly. Just don't think it's the best one you've done. Yeah, it's not, not your best work, Dan Jolly. Uh, I believe in you overall. Uh, this is... Mm. Go ahead. <laughs> it's very armchair psychologist of me. Um... Dan Jolly comes from an American comic books background uh, and American comic books have a lot of troubles with female leads uh, and mm -hmm. women mm -hmm. characters having interiority. And I just think it's kind of interesting that uh, <laughs> Sasha suffers so much from that in these books. Um, and I don't know if there's actually anything behind that, uh, but could be. You know, we can't discount it. Uh, uh, it it, there there you know, are internal biases that can uh that can you know permeate a many <laughs> many layers of yeah. of work <laughs> yeah uh, oh. um but uh in other news there's a cat named pine here but it's specifically not pine star and I <laughs> oh man <laughs> I got so I was I was so excited. I was like, Pine, Pine Star's here. And then it was nah, like, no, nah, wait, he's no, no, he's not Pine Star. Um uh I'm pretty sure but I'm glad it I'm glad that it wasn't Pine Star. I know I think he's dead at Pine this point. Pine Star is dead at this point because he's gonna be giving Tiger Star a life. Yeah. So he would um, be dead by the time Sasha would be around because would be meeting him, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, so not a not a continuity error. Actual continuity error is that they do call Fireheart Firestar throughout uh, this, but it is actually an error because this does all take place uh, between yeah. Rising Storm and a Dangerous Path, which is very funny. Oopsies. Um, uh, don't worry about that. Spoilers. Don't worry about <laughs> as that. As though we as though we haven't already called Fireheart Firestar on multiple I know. occasions. Look. It's That's not just those, you. I've also done it. it I feel like it's know. it's one of those spoilers that, like, at this point, it's not a spoiler. We all know. It's not, it, it's the, been one of the literal books on our list is called Firestar's Quest. Like, <laughs> true. <laughs> Come on, if you Spo- didn't know, spoiler in the fucking name. Yeah, he is going to become the leader of Thunder Clan. Um, <laughs> God, I can't believe you would spoil it for me like that. Uh, I, I'm so I've sorry. I've been going into this uh, blind scout. I didn't know. Uh, um, <laughs> what the fuck kind of name is Schnucky? 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 Yeah, Schnucky. I guess it's Schnucky. It's Schnucky. It's would, like the it's like a little term of endearment kind of thing. I guess I was reading it. I was reading it uh, with a short U instead of yeah. A no, long it's a long U. U. So it's I read. Schnucky. I was like Schnucky. No, it's Schnucky. Uh, like Schnucky makes oh, more schnooky, sense. Like my little Schnucky like, pie, stuff like that. The reference I was about to make was like Snooky's Cookies, which is a very specific cookie like franchise that is in Los Angeles where I live. Amazing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the spelling of it just really S H N U K Y just really threw me for a loop. I had to take like a full minute break to really like <laughs> chew on that. Uh, oh, I did. I do like seeing Tiger Star reckon with the cognitive dissonance of yeah. hating kitty pets, but liking Sasha. But the unfortunate reality is that we see that in maybe like one scene. Yeah. And, and then he's like, no, you know what? Actually, fuck you. And then he's just like, fuck you. Yeah. Like the the little moment where he's like, says to Sasha, never call yourself a kitty pet. You are not a kitty pet. You are a rogue. Um that shit is compelling to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get that in like the one scene and that's it. Yeah. Uh, the the line later on in the second of the two volumes that we read um, of Sasha going, that means I'm not nothing. That's right, Tiger Star. I'm not nothing <laughs> is a good line, though. Yeah, it is. I will also say the scene where she ends up in like the thrift store because she smells her late owner's uh clothes yeah after they've been donated by the nursing home because he's passed uh, away that's uh, fucked they were they were fucked for that one because they were that's so painful especially Um, like when she's like so clearly trying to like just sleep on them and they're like get the fuck out of here cat and she's like what the hell (laughs) what the hell um yeah uh her (laughs) I'm just so, I'm so sad for Sasha from the standpoint of being a cat uh, who lost her owners in that way and mm-hmm. it being so confusing. It's I'm always very get very emotional when I think about cats trying to understand oh, confusing God. and difficult situation, human situations. Scout, me too. I used to vol- like I, I, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I used to volunteer at a cat shelter. And the cats that come in because their elderly owners had to move to assisted living or passed away. And the way these cats behave, it broke my heart. Like, luckily, 
you know, some of them, I, I was there for long enough that I got to see some of them come out of their shells and, like, actually show, like, their personalities. But, like, the, the way a cat looks when it does not understand why it is oh, no. no longer with its loving owner uh, literally fucking hurts. It hurts it so hurts. bad. Uh, not a not a cat specifically, but as we have said before, Zelda dog, my dog is kind of an honorary cat in many mm-hmm. ways. And we know that she was also forfeited by her owner um, specifically because the owner could no longer have a pet in their apartment. And uh, she came to me like extremely well behaved, extremely well trained, never had any accidents in the house, never uh, like got into food or trouble, never chewed anything, was like the most polite dog in the world. And it makes me heartbroken to think about that she was loved so deeply and because of the circumstances of human life had like that person had to say goodbye to her because she's such a special little dog. Yeah. Um, I, I often put out into the universe that I I hope that Zelda's previous owner knows that she is the happiest, most spoiled little dog in history, uh, breaking the law <laughs> and getting on the couch without a blanket on it all the time. And literally like absolutely beloved by people all over the country. Because yes. all of our friends are just, we all adore Zelda Dog. Zelda Dog has a fan club. And yes. Oh. Last, my last note about Tiger Star and Sasha is uh, that at first I was like, it seems a little far fetched that a single cat would be such a draw for tourists uh, when it comes to this uh, tour boat. Um, but I was thinking about it and I absolutely. If there was a cat on board the boat, I would be like, fuck, yes, I'm going to that boat. Yeah, dude. I've gone into bookstores because, well, I mean, I would go into a bookstore anyway, but I have like had preferences for particular stores because they have a shop cat. Like I will. If if there's a cat, I'm there. I will go there. I will be there. Let me see the cat. It's so important. Uh, Let's go to the Aaron corner. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, this was the last Kate Carey book for the first arc. So we will be with Cherith Baldry for both Dangerous Path and Darkest Hour. I didn't have too much with regards to the writing of Rising Storm, um, but I did find that it uh, Yellowfang's death was Kate's least favorite death to write because Kate Carey, like all of us, loves Yellowfang so much. The quote from her is, it just bro- about broke my heart. It was all Vicky's fault, uh, which is ex- <laughs> extreme writing part writing partner energy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, the amount of times like I send somebody who I'm working on a writing project with like, hey, what if I did this? And I just get a fuck you in response. Fuck you. Yeah, it's uh, so a, real. Fuck you. Do it kind of response. Like, uh-huh. oh, I yes, can't believe. Exactly. Uh, the uh, the old I hate it. I love it. Um, but I did also finally remember to look up what book it was that the errands used to decide the herbs uh, and, and what herbs do what. Uh, it, it is called Culpepper's Herbal Remedies or Culpepper's Complete Herbal, consisting of a comprehensive description of nearly all herbs with their medi- me- medicinal properties and directions for compounding the medicines extracted from them. <laughs> 
uh, which is a, an extremely 1880 uh, name for a book. It was it seems to have all been compiled and published like in the 1880s. But uh, the the man himself, uh, Mr. Mr. Culpepper of the Herbal Remedies, uh, lived in the early to mid 1600s. So I'm assuming that it was a bunch of shit that he wrote at that point, And then somebody later found it all and compiled it. Um, fascinating, but that's, uh, that's where we get our like herb lore. I fucking love that. Uh, it's great. Oh my there God. Is, uh, <laughs> I, this actually does remind me. So Eric and I've been rewatching the hunger games. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, because you know, the new movie came out, everybody's talking about, uh, the book in the movie and stuff, but yes, I was like, oh yeah, the hunger games actually kind of rule. Let's, let's get back into that is, is kind of what we both were thinking. Uh, we watched the first movie yesterday, and there's a scene where after Katniss gets stung by all of the hornets, uh, <laughs> she wakes up and she's covered in leaves. <laughs> I had to refrain from looking over at Eric and being like, they do this shit in the Warrior Cats series. <laughs> <laughs> it's so real. <laughs> Just covered in leaves. Oh, put a leaf on it. Fix all your ailments. Oh, that's really funny. Oh, it was so funny. It was like, oh, eh, that's so good. That's that's where your cat's quoted. And I was like, if I say that, Eric is going to turn off this movie. No, Eric. <laughs> Eric, join us. One day. Uh, as we talked about, we talked about Dan Jolly earlier. We, we kind of covered that generally. Uh, like Dan Jolly's writing that we've read previously. Don't feel like this is his strongest work. Um, still some really good like moments, um, but overall not as not as uh, consistent. Uh, the illustrator for the Tiger Star and Sasha manga is named Don Hudson, uh, and he does a lot of superhero comics, which I think that shows in the sense. style of the pages. Yeah, I don't want to be a person that uh, really like comes down on somebody's art style, uh, but uh, not 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 particularly my thing here with these uh definitely prefer some of the other uh illustrators that we've had uh so far i will say that uh i i have seen some of uh don's concepts where it's just the lines um and just as a this is like art art brain scout coming out i think that these this would have looked better if it didn't have so much heavy screen toning mm-hmm. um, because the uh, like the the pieces that Don did were purely like the line art um, and they were a lot like clearer and a lot easier to read and like less busy and just generally looked better. Um, so I think the screen tone work, especially on Tiger, I we got it. Tiger Star's eyebrows are so bad. I can't, I'm sorry. They're so bad. I they're so bad, would gamers. Love to see some of these line work things that you're talking about because, like, I have never cared for the arts. Like, and you know, this is just a personal preference. I'm not trying yeah, to exactly. say like this fucking sucks. I've never cared for the particular style of mm-hmm. Don Hudson's uh cats especially <laughs> the cover of Into the Woods the little cat portrait I think now I think that the covers were done by a different artist okay. uh, which is a an interesting little uh 
interesting. Yeah, the cover the cover designer was somebody named Tina Corrales. Okay. Uh, yes, sorry, I, Tina, I agree. That, I can't. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Tina. It's 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 not not. I'm 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 sure you're fine. Uh, but it's not. Uh, it's not not for me. Don't care for it. Yeah, but like even in the books, I'm like some of these cats. I'm like that's not a fucking cat. It's not no. <laughs> like, sometimes the the other thing is sometimes cat. it's sometimes and then sometimes it's like this is a photo of a cat that was traced over. Yes, that's very much what it feels like sometimes. A lot of the like this fucking panel of pine. I'm sorry. They're so <laughs> fucking scrunkly. They are so scrunkly. They have so many like l- lines in in their faces. They got a lot yeah, of extra like, lines in there. They don't need there. all these extra lines. Like, here's a really good one of Sasha. Like, her sleeping. Yeah, some of them are really nice, and then some of them are just not, uh. Some of them are just doing like, it for hey, me. when you're trying to give them expressions that are way too human, I think is when mm-hmm. we get the problem. Why does the Ukrainian language edition have a fucking sickest cover? This, oh, is, this just keeps happening. This. Yeah, what the hell is going on with all these Eastern European covers? Um, um, but yeah, so, you know, it's, uh, I don't particularly care for the art, but like, it makes sense that the artist does a lot of superhero comics because it does not feel like, it feels like someone trying to draw realistic cats in a manga style and it just, the two styles can't work together. Yeah. It's the same beef I have with a lot of video games where it's mm-hmm. like, you're trying to make the people look too realistic, like either go fully stylized or like put your whole pussy into making them look realistic. <laughs> yeah, you got to do one or the other. Uh, here's here's a, a piece that uh, is, I believe, of, of one of the kits that we'll be meeting next time. Uh, but but like it's really good, very much graphic like. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a lot better. And I and I feel like that uh, feels a lot better. I would have liked to see more of the stuff sort of in that uh, yeah. genre. Um, but well, yeah, we can't always uh, tie, get what we tie, want. no, you know, and and it's still still a good re- like still a fun a fun time to to look through and still some great yeah. uh, great pages. He looks like a very a very nice man. There's a picture of him on the wiki. Oh, good of him just like with some Spider Man comics that he's Aww. he's clearly uh, drawing, and he just looks nice. Oh, that's nice. Well, we we like to go and share tongues. Yeah, let's let's share tongues. Tell me about the fans. Well. Uh, so first of all, I'm not going to find any uh, Tiger Star and Sasha vids until the end uh, because we yeah, are not plan. quite done with her story yet. Couldn't really yeah, find... Yeah, we got one more. I couldn't really find anything for Rising Storm, which was a shame. But yeah. I do think a lot of sort of the growth was very internal. And like there were a couple of like really big moments, but I don't think there was anything like that was catching enough people to like do their own just like just that for rising storm i'm sure there are big scenes from it in other character focused ones which we'll talk about like when we get to the end of this arc i'm gonna go through and look for a bunch of like prophecies begin ones but uh tumblr we got a couple things uh old lady yuri strikes again muffin apologist put out pretty gay that Yellowfang's death was the final straw for Blue Star. Amen. We this is, completely appreciate you. Thank you. I am always saying this. Join us. Join, Join us. us. Next up, we have <laughs> Fireheart going through it. 
uh, bookworm oh. inspiration posted fireheart desperately trying to hold the coin together the one singular cat standing between it and complete chaos with zero idea what he's doing and then it's that image of charlie day from it's always sunny oh, with yeah. the fucking conspiracy board background um, that is so real like, it is so real because he's just trying so hard and he's like i don't know what i'm doing fam i don't know what i'm doing uh he's so tired look the man the man doesn't get to sleep he really rest, doesn't please because like the one time he does get to sleep it's fucking he gets these dreams and then another time he gets to sleep and he's woken up by fucking fire so like yeah let him rest let him rest. Uh, there's some great art of the forest fire and of Fireheart saving Bramble Kit. Uh, there's yeah. apparently a Star Wars novel called Rising Storm that I think came out fairly recently. So the more I went down the tag, the more it was just like Star Wars stuff, which is fine because I like Star Wars despite its flaws. Yes. Uh, Rising Storm. I actually am curious. Star Wars. Oh, yeah. It came out in 2021. Oh, hell yeah. So that would explain it. Uh, what color? What color would Fireheart's lightsaber be? Ooh, I think he'd have. Green I have one. an. I have an initial. Yeah, green is also what I was thinking. Yeah, he would have a green one. It's, Gray stripe would have a blue one. Mm-hmm. Sandstorm would probably have a yellow one. Yeah, I was gonna say Sandstorm with like the yellow or the the really like pale whitey ones. I saw uh, Warrior's Last Words in there. <laughs> Shout out! We um, love Warrior's Last Words. Then a couple of folks did some redraws of the uh, Tiger Star and Sasha manga, or at least some panels where they made them like a little more stylized. Quite fond of those. Yeah, they've got like some nice color. The the like style of the cats is really nice. God, I'm looking at Tiger Star's fucking triangles again. It's so much. Sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> um, but these these are great redraws. Yeah, I do really like them. Uh, there's also, I found, I found someone, there's, so there's a line in, <laughs> God, there's a line in the book, the, the Tiger Star and Sasha manga, that's her, like, showing off in front of Tiger Star, <laughs> and it says, but the look on that big handsome cat's face is priceless, and it just is the most unflattering Tiger Star in drawing of Tiger ever. Star, yeah. And somebody made a sticker <laughs> that says that panel with their own drawing of Tiger yeah, Star. Yeah, but and like even he's, he's like, totally wall-eyed. Yeah, he's like uh, wall-eyed. He's frowning. Spiky. It's so funny. It's so good. I <laughs> I would love that sticker if they ever if they ever made that and sold it. I would buy one because <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, it's my really God. good. So funny. Yeah. So that's Tumblr. A lot of memeing. I love I love it when we get the memes. I they make too. me so happy. They're so fucking funny. Uh, let's see. AO3. We had 12 works tagged for Rising Storm, but unfortunately, most of them were reviews or theory crafting. Like, why was it called Rising Storm? Little short essays and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, two human AUs, but not the one that we had been talking about a lot of in <gasps> Dawn of the Clans. I don't see those anymore. Oh, they must have fallen off. Goodbye, King. I know. I kind of want to go back and see like when the last time they posted was. I did not get to read this one yet, but there is a fic that somebody wrote about a bonding moment between Graystripe and Crooked Star, which I think would be a very interesting conversation. Yeah. Uh, so I am probably going to read that one tonight because it's like Fireheart overhearing 
Graystripe and Crooked start talking uh, while they're, you know, ha- taking Haven at River Clan's Please. camp. So I feel like that's probably going to be a really good, mm-hmm. uh, really good fic. Uh, there are 12 works for Tiger Star that are tagged with Tiger Star slash Sasha as a romantic pairing, um, but not really very many with any like focus on their pairing, just like. This is a background pairing that is going to be in the right in the story. It is not like mm-hmm. a story about them. One of them in the summary had uh, something about Darkstripe having a crush on Tiger Star. I mean, he does. He does. Uh, I also put Slay for this one, which is I think it is a retelling of Warriors, but as Star Wars. Yes, and I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> because it says after the defeat after, after of Darth the defeat. Tigris. Darth Tigris is so good. The renewed Je- Jedi Alliance known as the Sacred Four works hard to return the galaxy to a state of peace and order. Yeah, I think this is fascinating. Uh, I love I Jedi love Master Russet Fair. I'm loving all of this. Um, there's a lot of like shipping Sasha with other female characters we have russet for here there's three fix for golden flower and sasha which i think is fascinating uh i do love the idea of your two ex-wives yes exactly exactly i think it's so juicy you also have here leopard star and sasha with four question marks i bet i bet we're gonna get some of that in the next one because sasha does stay with uh river clan for for a bit I think yes. I think Sasha deserves to be a lesbian. I agree. Like that's there's so many like of her with other female cats, and I think it's it's great. Uh, Sasha herself has forty five works tagged with her, so good for her. Oh yeah, Sasha. Um, but that's about that's about all I found. I can't wait to read that uh that fic tonight. I think it's gonna be a yeah. nice, a nice read. I mean, just considering that the uh, the scene over the credits sequence of the AMV, uh, the Crooked Star AMV called Amen, uh, uh, like drives me up. <laughs> drives me near tears. Uh, like a version of that that is a fic is definitely gonna gonna yeah. gonna make me cry. Probably. Yeah. Warrior um, cat of the week. Then I think so. Yeah. All right, let's take it there. Uh, my warrior cat of the week is White Storm. Naturally, uh, he's my man's. He's supporting Fireheart so hard. Um, there's just some really nice moments between him and Fireheart in this in this book. Um, and I'm just a big White Storm fan, and I love it when he's around. I do too. I think he's a great guy. I said women's rights this week. Ooh. Sandstorm, my queen. <laughs> yeah! I, Sandstorm! God, I love her so much. I feel like I didn't Sandstorm! appreciate her as much as I should have when I was a kid. I'm like fully in on the Sandstorm train. She is my girl. I love her. I will defend her. She, like, she has that sort of sass between her and Fireheart that Graystripe and Silverstream had. Yes. And I love it Absolutely. so much. Uh, I really loved how she was just like very subtly like, well, if you ever want me to catch you a rabbit, you just got to say so. Like, <laughs> ask me out, you fucking dumbass. Uh, there, no man in Warrior Cats can ask a woman out. Well, I think 
I mean, Gray Stripe did. It's the orange Gray ones. Gray Stripe did. The orange ones it's can't the or- do it. It's the orange ones can't do it. Gray Wing also couldn't, though. Well, Gray Wing had his own problems. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to talk about uh, that. My, my sweet Gray boy. Wing. My sweet boy. Uh, yeah, Sandstorm yeah, Queen. I loved her. Uh, I loved seeing so much more of her this time. It was great. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to see more of her in the future as well. Um, I like that the it's the storm the storm corner this week. We got White Storm and Sandstorm. Hell yeah! Good for and them. also uh, mentor and apprentice because Sandstorm yeah. was was White Storm's apprentice. Oh, that's so sweet. I love them. I love them too. Man, I can't wait for the next book. I'm gonna have so much to oh, say. Oh, it's exciting! Oh, the next uh, one was like burned into my brain as a child i will never forget it oh should we uh should we send our folks off yeah let's send everybody out listen everyone if you've got thoughts opinions questions or memes to share with us you can write to us at pause and claws pod at gmail.com that's pause as in what a cat has claws as in the part of speech pod as in podcast we are also on twitter at pause and claws and on tumblr at pause claws pod and if you are 18 years or older you can come join us on discord which will be linked in the show notes you can find me on twitter tumblr and blue sky at humble goat and you can see the art that i do including our podcast cover art at scoutwilkinson.myportfolio.com Links to my portfolio and my Kofi page are also in the show notes. And you can find me in the bog, but also on Twitter at plot underscore twists, on blue sky at plot hyphen twists, or on Tumblr at antique hyphen romantic. Our next episode will be out in two weeks, where we will discuss The Prophecies Begin, Book 5, A Dangerous Path. Read along by buying the book from a local bookstore or checking a copy out from your local library. Until then, dear listeners, may Starclan guide your paws.